Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a brand spanking new edition of the War of the Words podcast. I of course as always am your host of this fantastic show Andreas Giorgio here to bring you some of the best insight in the world of mixed martial arts. I've not let you down since this show kicked off eight months ago and as ever we've got a great one for you guys this week on War of the Words podcast. Joining the airwaves on today's show he's a current Bama heavyweight champion. He had a a pretty rough end to 2015. Some injuries that really hampered uh, some big opportunities for for this man, uh, which we will speak to him about later in the show. But May 14th, he makes his triumphant return to the Bama cage, Bama 25, champion versus champion, to face the Lonsdale heavyweight champion, his former training partner and friend, Stuart Austin. And that, of course, joining us on the War of the Wars show will be the heavyweight champion of Bannon, Mark Godbeer, to talk about that upcoming fight and, and just in general how he is feeling after, of course, that, that bad end to 2015. He, he's in a much better place at this minute in time. What positive changes he has made in his life ahead of this huge, huge all-heavyweight collision at Bama 25. And from one of the most established names on the domestic scene, we have as well a very, very good up-and-coming fighter. He fights this weekend at Shockinor in Portsmouth. Team Titans' Luis Gonzalez joins the show fresh off his tryouts in Buenos Aires for Tough Latin America. The flyweight fighter was out there trying out for the show. Unfortunately, he didn't make the cut, but it's going to be great to to chat uh, to Luis about his experiences over there trying out for Tough. And, of course, he spent some time over American Top Team as well. And just really get an insight into this guy who a lot of people are really touting to do some big things uh, on the domestic scene right now. As I said, he's fine shocking all this weekend. So we're going to be speaking to Luis Gonzalez later on in the show. So those are our two guests this week. Mark Gobbia, Luis Gonzalez on the War of the Words podcast. Make sure you stay tuned after that as well because we're going to have the closing segment on this week's show. The five fights to watch this weekend. Lots of mixed martial arts action going on. All around the world this weekend, there there is a ton of fights. Obviously, UFC in, in Tampa, Florida going down. That's probably the biggest card of the weekend. You've got the return of Cage Warriors. Cage Warriors FC 75 in London at the Camden Centre on Friday. A big returning show there for Graham Boylan and co. And then kickboxing as well. You've got Bellator kickboxing going down. It's debut show in Torino. As well as Glory 29 Copenhagen Two very, very good kickboxing shows this weekend. Bellator, of course, also have an MMA portion of their card in Torino as well. And Ben Askren is fighting 1FC return. Uh, global rivals, they're showing Manila as well. So th- there's lots of stuff going on all around the world this weekend in mixed martial arts. I'm going to be breaking down my top five fights to watch this weekend at the end of the show. But without any further ado, I don't want to hold you guys up anymore. Let's get to it right now. First guest this week on War of the Words podcast. That, of course, is Mark Godbeer. We will see you in a sec. So welcome back now to the War of the Words podcast. As we've said on this week's show, huge, huge lineup. And what better way to kick off the show than with the Bama heavyweight champion joining us on the War of the Words podcast. And that, of course, is Mark, the hand of God, Godbeer. 
joining us on War of the Words. Mark, welcome to the show. How you doing, mate? How's that? All I, good? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Full training. Yeah, you just caught me in between sessions, so... Yeah, all good. Obviously, uh, you're, you're in between sessions because you do a lot of coaching as well uh, as a side to your own training. Uh, as well. Yeah. I just want to just ask you about that. How, how does that kind of work with, with your average week? How much do you spend training yourself compared to doing sessions uh, with other people? Oh, it's, 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 uh, it works out really well now. Obviously, because of the, the level I'm fighting at, I need to be training pretty much. You know, at least two or three times a day. So, but in order for me to do that, I've, you know, I need to find something that's gonna pay my bills and that. So, yeah. I'm training myself, teaching people. So it's all tying in well together now. You know, I'm earning a living from my teaching and stuff, and also I'm in the gym full time. I'm, I'm, I'm training, getting all my training in. So it's all, it all just ties in nicely now. I've, uh, you know, I had to reevaluate reevaluate my situation before financial status and uh, I found this was the best way to go about it so uh, yeah that's where I'm at you've not been able to have that uh, much in your career before you know training full time how, how, how does it feel different you know for you to be able to focus it feels on... great uh, it's at the gym I'm at you know it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm surrounded by athletes from all different you know all different fields you know so it's just good to be around so many competitive people um just constantly in the game, you know. I'm, I'm always, like I said, always at the gym, always doing something, always improving my, training, always, always drilling my kicks, always drilling my takedowns. It's just like everything's just tying in really nice now. I feel in a good place. But it's fantastic to hear that, Mark. And of, of course, you're making your return uh, on uh, May 14th in, in Birmingham, England, at the Barclay Card Arena, Bama 25. Big, big champion versus champion matchup, and that, of course, is you defending your heavyweight crown against the Lonsdale British champion, Stuart Austin. What a fight this is, really. You know, for you, how, how do you view this as potentially one of the biggest heavyweight clashes we've had in the UK in terms of mixed martial arts ever, potentially? I, I think it's a great matchup, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, it, as far as heavyweight's concerned, I think me and Stuart too big athletic heavyweights as well, you know, so it's, it, you know, Stu's very, um, you can never count Stu out, you know, Stu's one of these fighters, you know, he just hangs in there, hangs in there, hangs in there, and he picks his moment, you can never count him out, you know, he's a dangerous guy, and, he, and he's dangerous in all fields as well, and lately he's been showing it, you know, before, he may, he may have been classed as maybe a, a ground guy, you know, someone yeah. just likes, you know, the, the ground, but now he's showing good hands, you know, he took Denmark out that lovely hook, you know, he's showing good hands, he's, he's showing good all-round skills now, so um, I'm looking forward to it, you know, it's, I know Stu, I know, I know Stu well as well, on a friendship level, and uh, I, he was my training partner for four years, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, three or four years, yeah, so um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting, I haven't trained with him for about... 18 months now, so it just—it's just going to be interesting how we both progress, how we both develop, and we also, you know, we both know each other's strengths and weaknesses and stuff. So it is—it's a, it's a tricky one, you know. It's going to be interesting. Does that make it more it. interesting, knowing that you've both trained and you know each other quite well as well? Yeah, it's—it's it's, the thing is, me, me and Stu. We've talked about this, you know, before this battle even happened. We we knew it was going to come 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 about one day, and we talk about it, you know. And uh, it is 
it is what it is. You know, like I said, we are we are generally friends, and and it is what it is. We both got goals. It's it's we both fight for the same division. Uh, I've you know, unless she's got a long stout belt, but that ain't in my eyes that ain't the real belt. The real belt's the, the, the world heavyweight title, you know, which is what I own. And Stu's got his goals, and I wouldn't never deny him his right to uh, to reach him, you know. So we we spoke about it, and 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 we're at that point now where we've just got to throw down, you know, made the best man win, and then go out and have a bit of a party after, I suppose, <laughs> you know, just put it behind us and carry on for the next challenge. We've seen it so many times in MMA history, two friends or two training partners that, that refuse to to fight each other, you know, out of honour and, and friendship. But for this, does this kind of show the, the level of integrity that you both hold for the sport of MMA that, you know, although you are great friends and although you've trained with each other in the past, you don't want that to get in the way of showing who is the best no. heavyweight in the UK? No, it's, it's, it's not, you know, like I said, we've, we've spoke about this. Me and Stu, you know, we spoke on a personal level about this and, and, and we both know about the whole back. We, I, I, I don't, you know, like I said, we're on friendship level on that, but, you know, this is, this is, is it, he's in the way of my goals now, you know, so, and, 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 and I'm in the way of his, so yeah. I most definitely won't be holding back. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a fighter. Once I get in there, you know, once I'm in fight mode, I'm in fight mode, you know. You lock that door, no matter who it is, you lock that door, you stick me in the cage, I, I'm going to I'm gonna look for the finish, no matter who it is. So, def- I definitely ain't going to be holding back, and I definitely ain't going to be, um, you know, there ain't going to be, no, oh, he's my friend sort of thing, you know, that's got to go out the door. You, you sort of have to have that mentality to, to get the job done, and that's the mentality I've adopted, you know. Well, Mark, you you mentioned goals there. I mean, you are the Bama World Heavyweight Champion. What goals are there for you out there? I mean, you hold the number one belt in the company. Yeah, I I, I personally believe, um, you know, as a fighter, I'm just starting to come into my own now. You know, my my self-confidence. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm over the injuries I had picked up in the past, and and and, and I just feel myself. That I, I'm surrounded by athletes. You know, I've, I've got a good team behind me now, a good team of coaches, and 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 I just think at the moment there's such a big opportunity in 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 you know the Bama, you know the bigger leagues, and 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 so forth. You know, especially for an English heavyweight. You know, um. And an athletic English heavyweight. I think that's what people want to see, you yeah. know. So, uh, and a guy that finishes, and my record, my record shows that I finish. So, my goals, my goals really is just to keep getting better and just see what comes off the back of it. I mean, the two fights uh, that, that stick out in recent memory, the the wins against Thomas Denham and Paul Taylor, where you really did showcase that athletic, that fast heavyweight style that we've not necessarily seen a lot of. In the UK, I mean, spoken to David Hay, of course, who is the the boxing, the former boxing heavyweight world champion, and he's talked. Yeah. He always talks about wanting to see the knockouts, but more importantly, wanting to see the bigger guys, the heavyweights. Uh, the main attraction in boxing make that transition in MMA and do the same and steal the show. Do you think? Do you think we're yeah. doing that? Guys like you are doing that now. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. You know, ever, you know, not taking it from the other guys and that, but you know, it's. It's it's one of those things, you know, that a heavyweight sells itself. Everyone wants to see two big guys, and especially yeah. if, if a guy can knock someone out, and if they can technically knock someone out with good skill and athleticism, then you know, it, 
that's a fight that so that wins the crowd. So, you know, that's that's my aim. Yeah. Or you, you might even get some submissions from me, yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so I've got a couple on my record. I, I, you know, if, if things that ain't going my way, I'm going to switch up my game plan. But at the moment, you know, it, it is what it is. So. Do you think people may overlook your submission game just because you're so good on the feet? Um, no, I don't think people... Stu, Stu knows. For one, Stu knows I've got ground game. Um... And, and and everyone else knows I sort of got ground game, you know. People's taking me down. Yeah, I think the only thing I had to work on before to stay on your feet. What people seem to forget is you need to be a good wrestler. You know, you need to have good wrestling uh, takedown defense. You know, you need to have good defensive wrestling to be able to stay on your feet in MMA. And um, yeah, it's just you know, it, it's Stu knows my game. He knows I've got submissions. You know, he knows I can roll with him. He knows. Uh, you know, a lot of people know I've got ground game. You know, I've been taken down by a number of uh, top-level guys, and, and none of them can seem to keep me on my on the floor. So that's that says something, you know. Yeah, and in terms of that as well, you know, a guy like Stuart Austin, who of course will take you to your limit, as you've you've mentioned, but it's on a card where we've got so many fantastic fights. This this Bama twenty-five card, you know, Tom Dukemore, the bantamweight champion. Uh, sorry, the featherweight champion Tom Dukan while going up against the bantamweight champion in, in Shea Walsh. Yeah. So many other great fights as well that we are really in this company now. They are pitting the, the absolute pinnacle of the divisions against each other. Over the last 18 months, do you think that that's really shown in Bama now that they've improved the roster and that they can you know, legitimately put on these big, big fights? Yeah, 100%. I think, like you just said, you know, this next card is just... It, this speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know, look at it. this next card, Bama 25, has easily got to be one of the best cards being put on in Europe. You know, it's, it's, it is from from top to bottom, you've got like top ranked fighters, you know, from the, from, or right the way through the card, you know. So that the card itself speaks, speaks for itself, you know. Goes without saying. Yes. And, you know, obviously for you being one of the, you know the the feature fights as well on on the call. I got to ask you how you're feeling as well because I know it it was a rough end to 2015 for you with with the injuries and uh, you know having to pull out of, of Risen the World Grand Prix not being able to fight Ruben Wolf in November. But it seems like now you know every, everything seems to be in a really good place for you. Yeah, I had it was a really difficult one for me. You know, I I, I sort of. I threw, threw all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. You know, I just completely, I just had channel, you know, tunnel vision and, and just completely concentrated on on fights and that. And then I just got into a few uh, financial difficulties and stuff. But I've really had to reevaluate everything. You know, Bama's helped me out as well with new contracts and stuff. You know, um, to make it financially possible to do 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 what I want to do and get get to where I want to be and. And also, you know, uh, my friends has helped me out. My conditioning coach has rent me, you know, half of his gym. So I've, I've set up a gym for personal training and stuff. So, you know, financially, I'm back on my feet. Um, I, I'm, I'm training three times a day uh, and as well as earning money. And, and uh, yeah, I'm in a good place now, you know. Let's have a crack at it. Let's see where, see where we're at this time around. How important was it having those, those guys around you who really helped you back on your feet? Yeah, it is really important, you know. People 
people, the, the thing is, when, when you're trying to achieve a goal, people always see, you know, that, that you spend the result. They see me smiling when I'm lifting up the belt and, you know, on TV and, and, and you know, the things, the good, they see all the, you know, they see the five minutes of fame that come with it. But what they don't see is the months of hard work, graft, you know, financial difficulties, you know, you add it all up. That, this, these are the things people don't see behind the scenes. There's only those that are closest to you that see it and they're the ones that suffer, you know. And, uh, you know, the, 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 I've, I've been lucky enough to have a few close friends with me and and, and they've, they've, they've given me the opportunity to say, you know, they've had a good talks to me and said, look, we can help with this, we can help with that and, and got me back on my feet. And I have to say with, uh, with Bama as well, you know, Bama... They, they rung me up and, and they've helped out a lot, you know, offering me new contracts and stuff. And, you know, they, 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 you know they've, they've looked after me as well, as, as well as my friends and, and people around me. So, um, yeah, we're, we're in a good place and I'm, I'm thankful to everyone for it, like, you know. Is there any feeling, obviously it was unfortunate that you couldn't go over to Japan uh, in New Year? To, to fight King Mo in that Grand Prix. Is there any kind of feeling that, you know, you, you missed out there or, you you know, would you rather be in the position you are now uh, back on your... Yeah, it's, it's... I'm one of these guys, you know, I, 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 I tend to think, you know, after reason, maybe it wasn't my time to do that, you know. The position I'm in now, financially and stuff, is uh, I'm in a lot better position. So, um, you know, it, it's it's... Yeah, let's get, let's go at it now. You know, is you know at the time it wasn't right. You know, I was like I said, financially it wasn't right. Um, mentally, with Christmas around the corner and stuff, you know, and injuries and stuff, you know. So it it just nothing added up. So let's 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 uh, like I said, we're, we're in a good place now, and let's uh, let's give it another crack. See where we end up this time. Last one now, Mark. Cause I know, I know you've got to shoot off soon for your for your one to one session. Yeah. But it's a big fight that everyone wants to see. I, I know. No disrespect to Stuart, of course, because he is your next fight. But Ruben Wolf, it was you know one of the best heavyweight fights anyone in Europe could put on. Listen, I've I've thought about this. Uh, let's let's get um let's get Stuart out of the way and then see where Ruben's at after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still well game for that fight. I, I'm well game for that fight. So. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but obviously I've got to concentrate on Stuart, yeah. so, yeah, see where we go with that. Well, I'd, I'd love to see that fight happen down the line if it can. I think a lot of other people will. There was a lot of interest in it, you know. There yeah. was a lot of interest in that fight. And uh, obviously with, with other things that come up and stuff, the fight had to be postponed and stuff. So, um, let's, 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 like I said, let's, let's not jump too far ahead and let's concentrate on Stuart. Once we've uh, you know dealt with that, then see where we're at after. But it's definitely a fight I want, and I'll, I'm not shying away from it. No, no way at all. It's definitely a fight I want, and a fight I know I can win. You know. So, and a fight I think the fans will. So. Well, Mark, you know, obviously, uh, we we really do hope that uh, after Stuart, we we get to see that fight um, with Ruben Wolf. I, I want to say genuine thank you for for joining us on the War of the Words today and showing your honesty and really talking about, you know, how, how everything has perked up for you. I'm, you know, really happy for you and honestly wishing you the best uh, best of luck May 14th against Stuart Austin as well. Okay, buddy, thanks very much. Thanks for taking time out and doing No worries, Mark. Big thank you to Mark Gobby there and for everyone else, make sure you stay tuned after the break. We have Luis 
Gonzalez join us on the show. We'll see you in a sec. So that was Mark Godbeer here on the War of the Words podcast. Fantastic to speak to Mr. Godbeer, who, as you guys uh, will have heard, is in a very, very good place right now ahead of his fight with Stuart Austin, which is a tremendous heavyweight domestic clash going down on Bama 25. Uh, Two champions going up against each other. And I think, honestly, so it's a win-win for both guys. You know, uh, Stuart Austin, in my opinion, he's a Lonsdale champ. He's got nothing to lose against Mark Godbeer, who is... Without question, the best heavyweight in the UK right now. Mark Garbier, you know, it's his return fight after those injuries that plagued him at the end of 2015. I think it's it's a good, you know, restart for him against a guy he knows well that he's trained with. If we're waiting for that big fight with Ruben Wolf, what better way to kickstart it than, you know, a very, very tough yet fair clash with Stuart Austin. So that was, of course... Mark Godbeer on the War of the Words podcast. But don't go anywhere because right after the break, we've got another fantastic guest joining us on War of the Words podcast. And that, of course, is Mr. Luis Gonzalez, fresh off the tough tryouts in Buenos Aires. We will be speaking with Luis Gonzalez after the break, so do not go anywhere. We will see you in a sec. Back now on the War of the Words podcast. That was Mark, the Hand of God, God Beer, there joining us on this week's edition. And now it's time to move on to our second guest on War of the Words podcast this week. And it's a man who is, he's very up and coming uh, in the UK and he's making an international splash as well. He spent some time over at American top team in the States. He did um, participated in the tryouts, actually, of the Tough Latin America series. And he's joining us now on the War of the Words podcast ahead of his fight at Shockinor in April this weekend against Owen Gale. Luis Gonzalez joining us on War of the Words podcast. Welcome to the show, man. Hi there, guys. A pleasure to be on the show. I know uh, you, you're joining us. Uh, you, you've got a very busy day today. Uh, uh, back to training, obviously, later today. I uh, just want to ask you quickly before um, you know, we talk about your fight against Owen Gale. How is everything? How are you feeling? I know you've had a quite... Uh, a very busy couple months to start off 2016. Yeah, it's just been a very hectic couple months. Um, obviously, back in January, I was on APT, Florida, trying out with high-level guys, improving, learning new skills. And then literally came back, was out there for four weeks, came back, and was straight into a fight at full, um, on BCMMA against Nicholas LeBlanc. Yeah. And I got, my, got a win, got a W, first time grand decision. It was a good experience. And literally after that, just I'm always an active person. I'm always in the gym, learning and improving. So I got back into the gym, started learning and improving, and then found out the tough Latin America were doing a tryout. And obviously I'm from Colombian descent. I've got dual nationality, so I'm Colombian and British. So I went out there to try for the flyweight division in the UK and Colombia. Literally come back, come back from the tough trials, been waiting for a response, haven't heard anything back yet, sadly, but literally back into camp um, and I took the short notice fight against Owen Gale. I think his original opponent, Spencer, he had pulled out, 
So I stepped in, I was like, yeah, I might as well get another fight on my record, get another win. And it's just been a hectic couple months. Well, I want to talk to you briefly uh, about the Tough Latin America deal. Obviously, you were over there, you, you were trying out. Um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like you, you've got on the show. Um, they just announced the other day uh, Chuck Liddell, Forrest Griffin will be the coaches of the third season of, of this Latin American show on Tough. I just want to kind of ask, you know, how was your experience going over there and trying out for that? Did you enjoy it? Was was there anything that really stuck out in your memory? Uh, no, it was, it was a good experience. The first time it was like, it's sort of like a rush. I was like, oh my God, um, I've got to get out there. I've got to try, try, try to get on the show. So literally, it was, it was a nice experience. Argentina is a very beautiful country, very warm. It's sort of like a mixture. I would say the city left a big impact on me because it represented old Latin America and also it combined a bit of modern Italian um, heritage in terms of like how it's in the the city structure and the yeah. new development of new new, new flats, apartments. So it's a combination of um, old Latin America and the uh, upcoming modern society. So it was a really nice experience. It was, it was a lovely experience overall. Um, the food out there was lovely. That stuff is stuck into, into my head mainly. Um, <laughs> it was mainly, it was, it was a very Italian-inspired cuisine. So there's a lot of pasta, a lot of pizzerias. So it was, it was nice eating, having a couple of cheat meals here and there while I was out there before and after the tryouts. And during the tryouts, I felt like I'd done really well. I've, the people that auditioned for the for the to represent the flyweights, um, there was only eight of us that auditioned that day, but I felt like I casted out the most, and yeah, I felt pretty confident, but I guess they, they didn't pick my weight class for the Latin America, and other than that, it was just a great experience, just getting away for a bit, and just, just enjoying the weather, and just enjoying a different environment overall. Well, I just wanted to hear your opinion on this, but... Obviously, uh, you know, that, that Latin American season is going to be going ahead pretty soon, but there's also the 24th season of The Ultimate Fighter, which as well will be focusing on the flyweight division with the winner receiving a, a flyweight world title shot against either Demetrius Johnson, the current champion, or Henry Cejudo. Of course, those two guys face off at UFC 197 later this month. The tryouts later it's just later this month as well is that something that's on your radar or is you know or is that just you know hey you know maybe maybe that could have happened if you didn't go over for the latin american series oh uh, no definitely that that was as soon as that news popped up my coach showed me by picket he showed me he's like oh we need to get you out there literally as soon as possible and i was like oh yeah might as well and then luckily adam i have a good good people around me that sponsored me to head out and obviously try out for the Does does this weekend does the outcome depend on whether you go out to Vegas for those tryouts? If if you lose, do you think it you may leave it on the back burner? No, definitely not. Um, um, I'll still definitely go out there. I've got. You can have a look at my record. My official record is seven and one. So the aim is to be eight and one by the end of, by the by Saturday. But even even if I take a loss, I still have a a winning record overall, and. I've I've got the experience, cage time to definitely chase that and better myself, and it'll be a great experience because I'll be um, testing myself against high level flyweights from all around the world. Whoever 
whoever whoever does qualify for this for the tough show. So definitely, I'm all up for going, taking it as an experience, and hopefully they pick they pick me to to go on it. And fingers crossed, just do what I do all the time, fight 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 my best and get the W. You know, obviously Owen this weekend at Shock and Awe is a you know a short notice opponent for you, uh, but do you feel ready potentially? I know you've had that time at Team Titan, uh, a tremendous, tremendous team. Brad Pickett, as you mentioned there, uh, you know one of the main people there. American Top Team as well. You know we've we've heard Mike Brown speaking very highly of you uh, as well. Do you, do you feel that you know if you look at this from you know one perspective that Owen Gale's you know a, a domestic fighter and for you to potentially go. Uh, in a series which will, you know, without question, uh, you know, pit some of the best flyweights in the world, especially with the potential outcome of a title fight. Do you, do you feel you're ready for that? You, you know, you're 24 years old. You're still young in terms of, of MMA. Is is this a circle coming full for you? Or is it now, you know, just about, you know, as you said, getting the W and continuing to improve that record? Yeah, overall, definitely. It's about getting the W and improving the record. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm ready. I've beaten... I've beaten guys like guys with decent records, like legit people. I haven't fought like my career hasn't been against all my opponents. Have been like just pulled off the street just to fight me. But I've faced experienced guys. Um, my only loss was to Andy Young. I've learned a lot from that fight. And if I did get a second a do-over with that fight, it would be a different outcome. But overall, I do feel like I'm ready. I may be young, but I see it as um, it is an opportunity. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. I don't want to look, be, I don't want to be six months ahead and be like, oh, I should have done that or yeah. I don't want to regret anything. And for me, MMA is my career. I love the sport. I love fighting. I love competing. I love winning. And I feel like if the opportunity is there, I'm going to go for it. I've got, I've got a good record. Um, I've fought decent guys. Um, I'm a UK prospect coming up the ranking. I think I'm ranked fifth on the, in the flyweight matrix for UK and Ireland. Last time I checked, so definitely, uh, I definitely feel like I'm ready. Uh, overall, my game is good. I've got good wrestling. I've got good good judo. I've got good stand up. So definitely, there's nothing that's shying me from thinking that I may not be ready for this. I feel, I feel like I'm ready for this. My coaches feel like I'm ready for it. Everyone supports me. Everyone believes that I'm ready for it. So definitely, I'm going for it all the way. I mean, you say you feel ready, and of course you've had a very big 2016, as we've already mentioned, you know, the tryouts, ATT, coming back over here, taking a fight short notice. Your opponent, on the other hand, has been a bit inactive. You know, his last fight came in 2012, uh, Nico uh, Joker, uh, again on the Shock and Awe show. Uh, he's not fought since then. Of course, you know, we, we all assume that he's been training and, you know, obviously uh, staying fit. But him staying out in terms of ring rust, is that, you know, something that may hamper him in this fight? Yeah, I reckon that that'll be a, a, a downfall for him. Definitely the ring rust. He hasn't fought in a very long time. And obviously, four years is a very, very long time appeared to be out of competing. So I presume he has also not been training religiously for those four years. Um, obviously, I don't know. I don't know his camp. I don't, I've never met him before. But that's what I could take from the whole, if I'm in that situation, that's what I'll take from it. But definitely, um, yeah, he's he's got his work cut out for him. When I, um, this Saturday, I'm not pushover. I've 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 made I forced myself out there. I've I've fought 
think it was six times in the space of 12 months. I've been a very active fighter. Luckily, I've had no injuries, so that's the main, one of the main reasons why I've been so active. And yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just really excited for this Saturday. But definitely, um, I know he's a, you know, he's, um, he's talented, he's very athletic, um, he's got decent stand-up. But overall, there's nothing that I should be too frightened about. I've seen him before. I've fought many guys more experienced than him or with better records than him. So yeah, I, I, I feel comf- comfortable and confident for this Saturday. So obviously, uh, Luis Gonzalez, you're facing Owen Gale uh, this this Saturday. Shocking odds! It's a big fight down in Portsmouth. Um, you know, tickets still available for people that want to check that out. You know, we've talked a lot about your preparation, and you know, you've had a busy year, as we've mentioned time and time again. And you know, it's definitely going from strength to strength for you. I want to kind of ask you, with the MMA aside, you know, what what are your hobbies outside of MMA? What what, what do you like to do on your downtime? Our uh, downtime. That's funny because um, my downtime is literally I live and breathe MMA. But other than that, I do work part time, obviously to pay the bills. I work in retail at the moment, scotch and soda. On my downtime, I'm a big fan of like I watch like manga, anime. I'm, I've always watched that from a young age. I'm still watching it right now to this day. And just overall, I just enjoy going out with my family and friends. Just, I love eating food. I love just everything. But other than that. I mean, there's not much to, to, to my downtime. It's mainly anime preparing for next year, which I have a wedding coming up. I'm engaged to my fiancée, Sabrina. So literally, other than that, it's just spending time with my fiancée, my family and friends and training. That's my life, literally. Well, a huge congratulations, uh, you know, on your marriage, and I do wish you, you know, the best with that. That sounds really exciting time for you, man, you know, inside and outside the cage at the minute. Yeah, definitely. It's been, it's, it's, it's been a... Good couple of years. Uh, you you mentioned anime as well. Uh, you know, are you, are you a Dragon Ball Z fan? Oh uh, yeah, I've always been a Dragon Ball Z fan <laughs> from 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 a young age. I've watched every episode from the beginning, from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball GT, even till now the the new Dragon yeah. Ball Super series that just got released. I'm watching them right now as well. And just overall, I've always wanted to be like uh, a from young age, I was like, yeah, I'll enjoy it, I want to be a superhero, but obviously <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's not part of a, a job that can be achieved in this world, so the fact I was the best, best of, best of, of alternatives. So I mean, definitely my, my martial arts inspiration has been from anime and, yeah. and Power Rangers and all, all those little things growing up as a child I watched. Can, can we expect you to go Super Saiyan at the weekend? Definitely, definitely. See <laughs> at this weekend. You see, if you've seen it before, you'll see it again. Definitely expect that. Well, Lewis, uh, you know, I want to say a big thank you for, for joining us on, on the War the Words podcast and, and as well, giving us an insight into your life outside uh, you know, the cage as well. It sounds like uh, everything for you is you know, going very well at the minute. Uh, you've got uh, you know, a big fight this weekend, uh, but potentially a big month as well, going out to, to Las Vegas for those tryouts as well, seeing if everything goes well for you there. Um, so yeah, wish, wishing you the best with with this weekend and and the rest of the month as well. And of course, you know you gotta you know get to those, those UFC goals and enjoy your wedding next year as well. Definitely, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on on, on the podcast, speaking to you guys, and giving you more of an insight of myself and my life and what I'm all about. And yeah, thank you very much for the kind words, and it was a pleasure talking to you guys.
Well, we appreciate you having you on, Luis. So, um, yeah, big, big thank you. And you're always welcome back on the Wall of Words podcast. For everyone else, make sure you join us after the break because we're going to have the wrap-up on this week's show. So from me and Luis Gonzalez, we will see you after the break. Big thank you there to Luis Gonzalez for joining us on War of the Words podcast. Really did enjoy that insight at the end of the interview there. I'm a big fan of, of manga, of Dragon Ball Z. Will he go Super Saiyan this weekend at Shokunor as he has promised? He's going to be definitely uh, a guy that everyone needs to watch out for in the domestic scene. Going from strength to strength. And he, he he's proven himself to to be you know one of the best guys around. Especially in the flyweight division. I mean... There's not really that many guys out there. If you, if you look at it, you know, there's Chris Meyer, Ronnie Sahaya, Pietro Menga, Shaj Hack, uh, Brett Caswell. These are all very, very elite guys. Uh, but we, we don't see that many flyweight fights, you know, with all these dudes. I know that Ronnie Sahaya uh, has got a fight announcement coming up soon, which will be interesting to see there. And um, I, I think that definitely, you know, in the next year to two years, you could definitely be seeing Luis Gonzalez mixing up with these guys at the top enchilance of the division so right guys it's almost time to end this week's war of the words podcast it's been a real fun show this week with mark gobeer and luis gonzalez but before we go from this week as i mentioned at the beginning of the show if you're a mma fan if you're a kickboxing fan whatever there's some fantastic fights going on this weekend there really is something for everyone and um i really want to break down my top five Fave fights, my super fucking awesome fights to watch out for this weekend. That may be the official title of this. I don't know. We'll see if it sticks. But here are the five of my favorite uh, matchups that are going down this weekend from all around the world. As you can hear in the background now, there seems to be some super funky, whacked out music that is playing for the duration of this segment. If it gets annoying or slightly overbearing in advance, I am definitely not sorry. So, number five kicking it off Paddy Pimblett, Ashley Grimshaw. Cage Warriors return show 75 in London. The baddie collides with the cruiser. Liverpool against London. It's a tasty showdown on the returning card for Cage Warriors, which goes down Friday at the Camden Centre. Pimblet has been a focal point of European MMA over the past 12 months in SCC. The European champion and the slick 21-year-old returns to Cage Warriors, a place where he really made his name from such a young age to face a veteran of the sport, the 34-year-old Ashley Grimshaw, who really, you know, gave a proving ground to his name in Bama uh, as one of the best featherweights on the domestic scene without question. Both these guys have very, very solid Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and if this one goes to the ground, it could be a super, super fun showing from both these dudes on the ground. Very, very flowy jits if you want to throw that one out there. So that is number five. Number four, Nikki Holskin, Johan Congolo. Glory 29, Copenhagen, Niki Holskin, of course, coming off that fight with Myrtle Groenhart last year in Amsterdam. A very, very close affair. I was there. I was lucky enough to be there in person and watch that fight. Really, really tremendous showing from, from both men. And a lot of people leaving the Amsterdam rise saying that Myrtle Groenhart was the real winner of that fight. Of course, Niki Holskin took that fight by decision and retained his welterweight championship in Denmark in Copenhagen will meet Johan Congolo 
Uh, a very, very tough guy. And I've seen this guy a lot in glory over the past year. Brings a very, very strong stance. He, you know, he loves to throw some wild shots, but he's very strong with his position. He loves to control the center of the ring, which, of course, is very important against a guy like Nicky Holskin, who he loves to do. He can do it time and time again. Once he takes a center, he'll push you into the corner, and that's where he starts to unload with those shots, those numerous, those vicious combinations, which really get it done for him. Can Kungolo get it done? In Denmark, there's been some vicious words thrown back and forth between both these guys, and it's going to be a very interesting fight. So now moving on to number three, Ben Askren going up against Nikolai Alex Sakin, one global rivals in Manila. Who doesn't love a bit of funky Ben Askren? Heck, he'd probably love this music that's playing right now. It's got that techno funky vibe to it. Um, but on a more serious note, we found out this week that Askren more than likely will end his career in one FC, in one MMA, and it's been a pretty easy ride for him so far, but Alex Sahin, the Russian, proves a tough task for the former Bellator champion. We've seen Askren dominate the wrestling exchanges all his career, but Alex Sahin holds that strong combat sambo base, and having trained with MMA legend Fedor Emelianenko, he says he's more prepared than ever before for this fight. He's looking for the big upset, but can he get it done against a man who has looked unstoppable his entire career in funky Ben Askren. Number two, now we're moving on. Rose Namajunas, Tisha Torres, UFC on Fox 19 in Tampa, Florida. I love absolutely everything about this fight. Absolutely everything. This no-nonsense style of the awkward Namajunas was out in full focus in Vegas last December with her five-round dismantling of Paige Van Zandt. The number three women's strawweight, though, has a tiny tornado on her hands. A very gritty Tisha Torres with that strong wrestling base will prove to be a stellar task for the fast-rising Nama Yunus. And all I know right now is that I absolutely love everything that's going on in the strawweight women's division. It's proven to be one of the, the best divisions all around in the UFC right now. And to top it all off, guys, number one on this week's list, Glover Teixeira, Rashad Evans, UFC on Fox 19, the very same show in Tampa, Florida. For me, if injuries didn't plague this card, you know, there, there was plenty more potential number one slots for this list. Uh, we, without doubt, probably would have seen Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson in the top spot. Unfortunately, Ferguson out. Khabib now faces Daryl Horsher. But Glover versus Rashad is still a really fun fight. Rashad fights for the first time since an October 2015 loss to Ryan Bader. It's only his third fight in two and a half years. Lots of questions around the in-ring shape of Rashad Evans. Of course, with an injury to Shogun Ura, Glover steps up to the plate in this fight for the challenge of Rashad Evans. There are two were scheduled to fight last year, but we finally get to see them throw down in Tampa with a very high stakes light heavyweight fight for both men Glover's on that winning streak he's beat Ovin St. Peru of course the man who was fighting John Jones in place of Daniel Cormier later this month so it could be some very interesting things going down in the light heavyweight division obviously Glover Teixeira already holds a loss against John Jones so we'll have to see where this goes Rashad Evans Again, another fight who's lost to John Jones. So who knows what will happen for the winner of this fight. Potentially maybe Alexander Gustafsson. I'd love to see that. Anyway, guys, we're out of time for another edition of War of the Words podcast. Thank you for checking this out wherever you're listening, whether that be on iTunes, SoundCloud, and continuing to support the show. If you've enjoyed this week's edition, please send us a tweet at 
at War of Words Pod or to me, my personal Twitter account, Andre M. Giorgio. It would mean so much to know if you guys are enjoying what we are doing here. Always looking to improve every week and give you guys an overall fantastic listening experience. So that's it for this week's War of the Words podcast. I've been your host, Andreas Giorgio. Make sure you tune in next week for even more War of the Words action. Take care, guys, and have a good weekend.